Welcome to Masters Week. Your best bet is here to break it all down. Uh, probably the best golf tournament of the year. Uh, I think it's no doubt one of the biggest sports weeks of the year. Uh, following past couple of weeks, which have provided a, a lot of a lot of good entertainment as far as basketball. Seeing Coach K lose on Saturday night was a true gift, and uh, we're going to build up upon that this week with the Masters. So we got a lot to talk about, a lot to get into right away. Uh, joining me is a trio of guys uh, to talk about it. Zach Fitzgerald. Zach, welcome. Hi, how are you? Uh, finally, Masters Week. And uh, I always think I'm not going to be as excited as the previous year. And then it hits Monday and I start seeing these things pop up on Facebook or, or on the Golf Channel. And it's just back to being as excited as can be. So I'm looking forward to it. Yep, should be awesome. Johnny Strauser, uh, you happy about Coach K uh, going down and, and not going out on top? I mean, other than the the, the Duke uh, National Championship future that I had, um, it was a small price to pay. But, uh, yeah, anytime, anytime that that dude loses, that's fine. So, I mean, this couldn't have been a more perfect, um, you know, setup for the, uh, the best week of golf. Lots of storylines for the Masters coming up here, and I'm – I'm looking forward to, to discussing them and, and picking a winner here. And finally, coming in from the top rope, uh, you know, for probably a lot of good takes, Tim Miller is here. Tim, last time you were on, we were talking about uh, Rowdy Burns and Cole Trickle, and now we're talking about the Masters. Is that the last time I was on? That's I think where so. I was on since then. But either way, yeah, this is going to be a good week. Um, it just kind of keeps getting better with the Masters and – this year, there's there's a lot of good stuff potentially happening. Um, things are looking good for one thing in particular that everyone knows about, and I'm sure we'll touch on that. But uh, everybody's everybody knows where Tiger's plane is all the time now, which uh, I didn't know was a thing until this week. But uh, pretty awesome. That's let's start right there. Uh, I mean, every indication is as we're recording this Monday night at eight o'clock that. Tiger is going to be playing this week. There's been no set official announcement. I remember two weeks ago, Johnny, Scott Perry and I were talking, you know, we said his still name, his name's still on the list. Scott was like, no way that can't happen. He can't walk that course. Last week when we recorded, we said, all right, maybe like a 25% chance he's going to scout. He's doing, he's going to, he's going to play it, see how his body feels and, then we waited all day Friday, nothing came. And then here he was yesterday and now today playing practice rounds, practicing. Every indication is, is his speed is up. Um, his physical ability looks good and looks like he's really going to play in this thing. And, and who knows, maybe, uh, you know, maybe make the cut. Uh, what are, what are your thoughts on Tiger playing? What are your expectations, Johnny? I think he's going to play first of all um, this, you know, him flying up there um, last week and then coming up on Sunday to play nine holes on Sunday and then uh, nine holes today on Monday. Um, this isn't a vacation. This isn't just him coming up there to play a little bit of golf um, and then go to the champions dinner on Tuesday and then, you know, and then fly home. I mean, he's, he's serious about it. You know, when he ramped up for the father son challenge back in December, he was, uh, he was hitting balls all day um, in the Bahamas um, same type of thing here. And it's just going to be whether the, uh, you know, whether he feels comfortable enough on that leg and, uh, tomorrow, Tuesday is going to end up being a wash cause they're going to get rain all day. So I don't think there's going to be any golf that's going to be played. And I've heard that, uh, he wants to play one more nine hole round on Wednesday. And as long as, you know, there's no significant setbacks, um, I think he's going to be a go and, you know, he's just going to be the guy as long as he plays in this event that uh, he knows how to get around, uh, knows the greens, knows the lines and, and, and everything. And, and I don't know if I would consider him a top contender, but I, I have expectations that he could make the cut. And like I've always said, just make the cut and see what happens. Tim, 14 months ago, he's in the devastating crash in California, almost loses his leg, and 
it's it's hard. It was hard to envision even uh, six months ago a path where we were going to see him in the first major. I think there was a lot of discussion about maybe seeing him at St. Andrews uh, for the open because it's such a flat golf course. It's a much easier walk. Um, what, what should be the expectation and should just getting here be one of the greatest achievements that Tigers uh, ever had in his career, just coming back this quickly? Yeah, I think that's enough for me. I, did not think that we would see Tiger Woods on a golf course in a competitive fashion, other than maybe uh, some kind of a pro-am type thing or, or something for, for fun or. Uh, the father's son. Televised. Yeah. Things like that. I just did not expect, uh, especially this soon. I mean, 14 months is not a long time for the type of injury that he had, but um, that's, I, I'm good with that. I, I, I'm just, every indication is he's going to play. And I believe if there's any way that he can play, he's going to be there. And um, I think as a, as a golf fan, you're just happy for that. But at the same time, if he does play, I think I would, I, I think I would think that he, he has a shot at top 20, top 25. I just, I believe, I don't think he shows up not thinking he doesn't have a chance. So <clears throat> he's got to be in some kind of condition that he feels like he's ready. If he's going to take the tee on Thursday. Zach, the, the the line on Tiger forty five to one to win. It's it's a it's a little steep as we talked about last week. The to make the cuts minus one fifteen to miss the cuts minus one fifteen. So it's uh, you know kind of equal on both sides there. What you know him knowing this golf course as well as he does, winning uh, winning the Masters as many times as he has, just the feelings he has on this golf course, is that sort of enough to bring him to a point where he can at least, even if he's, you know, feeling fatigued day two, day, day three, that can get him by and, and he can shoot a score. I think so for sure. I mean, Tiger said numerous times that he doesn't show up to play a tournament unless he thinks that he can win and compete. And you no, know, I, I trust him when he says that. So if he's showing up here, if he's playing, you know, there's been numerous things said by other players that have seen him hit on the range they said that he looks good. I think with his, uh, what I imagine he's, he still has the ability, you know, if he can walk it, if he can stay healthy and, and strong enough to make it four days, I don't see any reason that he can't compete. Uh, the course is not too long for him. Short, short people, Zach Johnson won a few or one. Um, no, to me, I think that, uh, I really think that he could compete and I'm excited. We talked about it a week ago and, and I still kind of at that time doubted that he was going to play, but like everybody else said, I really do think he's going to play and I'm extremely excited about it. But was it the, like the 16 or 17 hero? He said that's when he was really injured and he said anything past that was going to be gravy in his career. And um, of course, you know, when winning the 19 masters, we said, you know, anything past that is, I mean, We've, we've reached the pinnacle in life, uh, winning the 19 Masters, our life. Um, so I can't imagine him, A, winning again or B, winning another major, but I can't, I can't even envision what that would look like if we get to that point, um, whether it's this, this tournament uh, or somewhere down the road in 22 or, or next year where he adds on to that major total. So it's going to be awesome to see him again. Uh, playing and uh, it just golf just feels different when he's out there and, and he's back. And um, I want to, I want to get to later on how that might take some pressure off some other guys that, that might have the heat on them. But um, something that we've done on this show and uh, especially with Zach and Johnny, we've done, we've done a buy or sell version and talking about the masters. Um, I, I want to do a buy or sell for the masters but it's not specific to uh, players. It's going to be items about the masters. You're going to buy or sell and, and why, um, you know, I, we've talked about how this in our minds is, is the best major going. Um, it's the best, uh, one of the two or three best sporting events of the year. There's just nothing like the first major um, this major every year. Um, so guys buy or sell um, the green jacket, Period. Um, it, 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 you, if you want to call it a trophy, they do give it a trophy, of course, but the green jacket is the real true trophy of this tournament. You buy or sell the green jacket. Zach? I buy it. I would much rather have a green jacket than a trophy. Tim, green jacket, yellow jacket, who gives a shit? 
<laughs> I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy the green jacket. I mean, the two the two mills not bad, but I'll take the green jacket too. Johnny, I I, I think you got to go for the clean sweep there. That's just the most iconic garment in in sports, and you know it's something that uh, a tradition that'll never die. Hell yeah, I'm all on that. Jim Nance is he's he's just on a run right now. Of course, uh, this consecutive weekends final four championship and the masters uh we know that this is one of his events that he loves to call are you buying or selling jim nance at the masters johnny i am going to buy because i don't want to ever hear someone make a call on the 18th hole um ever again other than him i just think he's perfect for it tim i'll buy He's, uh, I think for, for me, he's kind of part of it and he's kind of became like a part of it over the years for the masters and, and me. So I'm buying. I think Nance has been there since 86. I think he's been on the lead call since 93 or 94 when, uh, I think it was when Summerall went to Fox to do football. Nance got get the lead gig. Zach, are you going to sweep it on Jim Nance at the masters? Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, Nance is bought in completely to it. He's created holes in his backyard. You know, he has the whole setup where it plays the music through the speakers. I mean, a guy that's invested in something that we all love that much. Yeah, I'm all for him. So uh, nerd out on the Masters all you want. I would love to be able to nerd on the Masters every year like he does. So jealousy and happiness. He's great. I'm into I, I wish we could flip out Faldo. Uh, with with about anyone else, uh, but I think we're stuck with him as well. Uh, number twelve as the best par three in the world, buy or sell, Tim. Um, I'm gonna sell on that one. I actually like uh, sixteen better at uh, Augusta. Hmm. I, I, I to me, it's a it's always a pivotal hole. I'm crazy. Things can happen on sixteen. Uh, 12, 12 has its place. It's tough. It's a really tough hole, but there's something about 16. I like a little bit better. That funnel pin on Sunday, uh, got a lot, a lot going on Sunday. Zach, what do you think? 12 is the, the best part three in the world. No, uh, I prefer 17 of sawgrass over that, uh, <laughs> numerous gimmicky. Yeah, it's not gimmicky. It's just, uh, I mean, it's beautiful with historical value for, for 12. I understand, but I think it's short. I get that it, it creates problems for people, but I think there are numerous better uh, par threes for me. Historically speaking, maybe not, but for me, no. Johnny? I'm going to buy it. I'm going to say this is this is the best, and, and maybe it's not the best laid out, or or maybe not the most picturesque because you don't have an ocean nearby, or or there, you know something like that. But this is this is the you know near the start of the back nine, and on Sundays it has taken um, you know very iconic you know instances you know in in Masters history. Look at '92 with Fred Couples in the ball holding up on the, on the bank there, you look at 2019 with tiger hitting it safe over the bunker and then Fino and uh, Molinari both dumping it in Ray's Creek. I mean, it just has a lot of turning points. It's the start of just, you know, I guess 11 is the start of the stretch of the, the, the true great back nine, but you know, 11 is 11, but 12 is where things tend to happen. I, I think I'm with you, Johnny. I think I, I'm going to buy it. I, I, Exactly the same reasons. Aesthetically, it maybe isn't the most pleasing, like like a 17 at Sawgrass or even like a 17 at Pebble, uh, where you're you're looking, you have the ocean in the back as a backdrop, or seven at Pebble. Um, but I think there's been so many so many dramatic things have happened at this at this hole. You look at Jordan Spieth in 2016. I think we're collapsing here, bud. Um, uh, Norman in, in uh, 96. So there's been huge, huge turning points. And obviously 19 was a huge turning point for Tigers win. So I think I'm with you here. Um, I had Eamon Corner down as, uh, as a buy or sell, but I think we can all buy it. I, I, I'd rather you guys just tell me what what's your least favorite hole in the back nine of uh, Augusta National, Johnny? 
Wow, least favorite hole. I, I I'll give you an example. Seventeen is it's it's brutal. It's in a brutal spot. I wish they could flip it out with like thirteen. Imagine thirteen being the seventy first hole of the golf tournament, mm -hmm. and you got to hit that rope draw around the corner. And if you pull it off, you got probably like a seven or eight iron in. Instead, seventeen is just this. It's just kind of a drag of a par four. Um, I get I get the routing and why it's there, but um, that would be my pick, seventeen uh, for sure. I could I could co-sign for that. Um on 17 there the green's real real tough and it's not really a pivotal hole as far as making birdie you're you're rarely going to make birdie on that if you're coming down the stretch there and and i know there's so many other birdie holes on that back nine so maybe that's the one that you just don't do but yeah if you put 17 where 13's at 13 where 17's at then i think that just makes it all the more interesting tim i think 10 10 is a hard hole and uh I think, I think as a player, I look at it like that. As far as watching these guys play, um, I don't really, I don't necessarily get in like enjoyment out of watching anyone struggle at golf. So even these guys uh, playing a hole of that difficulty uh, to start the back nine, and then it doesn't just doesn't get any easier. Um, I, I think ten would be my least favorite hole. Zach. I, I do not have a least favorite hole in the back, but if I had to pick one, probably 14. I mean, it's it's set in between mm -hmm. the two par fives. You know, it's set in between two holes that probably provide potentially the most excitement. Um, so so probably 14, That's, but the back is is a set of golf holes that is almost perfection to me. It's so the back nine on Sunday to Augusta is, is the greatest nine of golf that I think that we see at any point if it's close. And it's all set up by the fact that there's ridiculous amounts of risk reward. So it's just a great side of golf. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think to echo your point, it's just, we've seen it for years and years, you know, people our age, we've, we've watched the masters 30 plus years, 35 plus years. And we know, we know these shots. We know where where the guys have to miss it, and you know where they can get up and down, where to putt from. So it's pretty incredible to be watching that collectively, and kind of everyone know uh, all these spots. And that's the fun part of watching it on the back nine on Sunday. Um, guys, I want to talk about the, the the field a little bit, and, and more specifically, uh, some of the some of the superstars or stars that. Uh, going into this Masters, in my mind, this this Masters is not, you know, the last few, it feels like we've had like a number one player or a guy that's really been on a roll coming into to this event. And I don't really feel like we have it this year. I feel like it's, I hate, I hate the, the term wide open, but it feels that way because if you look at the top guys, you look at a guy like Rom or JT who have been hitting the cover off the ball for a couple months, but they've just not made a putt. Uh, that's been holding the back. You look at a guy like Morikawa, who's, who's been, you know, having these streak putting weeks, but his, his, uh, his weakness is getting the ball up and down this season. He's, he's outside the top 200, uh, Cam Smith, he makes every putty looks like, but can we trust him, you know, to, to get the ball in play and, and position himself with, the, with his iron. So I look at all these guys and there's like one thing that's been maybe holding them back from, from winning this year or having a great season. Of course, you could talk about Scotty Scheffler, you know, pretty much doing it all lately, but I want to talk about the guys that, that you think might need this one the most, whether for their legacy, their career, um, you know, a guy like uh, Tiger doesn't doesn't need this one, and even even if he was healthy, he doesn't necessarily need it at this point. But who's someone who maybe hasn't won a major in a while, or he needs a uh, if it's a second major, the fourth major, whatever it may be, that you feel like they need it more than most. Zach, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I kind of looked this up and, and thought about it. Um, I'm just going to pick a couple of guys I, I wrote down. I don't want to steal everybody, but I think a guy like, uh, like Kepka really, I think he kind of needs to have a show. you know, he came out there at the beginning of the year, you know, he's known as a majors guy. Uh, he said that, you know, he was feeling healthy, no excuses. So I think that first major, I think he needs to have a good showing, maybe not necessarily to win would like to win, but, you know, I think Kepka is a guy that needs to have a good showing. 
I think Webb Simpson's a guy that, you know, historically plays well here and hasn't been playing well. So, you know, maybe this is a course for the horse and, and he can kind of get himself on a roll. Um, and then I think Bryson really kind of needs to show up here. He, uh, you know, this is a course that, that he should really kind of be able to overpower and he hasn't been able to do it yet. Uh, he's shown that he can putt on difficult golf course and win at wing foot. So the green shouldn't be a reason to hold him back. Um, it's a par 68. Be, uh, and I don't necessarily know that, that I disagree with that. I think that it's probably a par 68 for a lot of guys if it's not playing difficult, but uh it's just I don't think it's as difficult of a golf course as a lot of the ones that they play. It's just historically great. But those would be three guys that uh, that I would say. Tim, who do you think? Who, who needs this one? I think Rory needs this one. Hmm. I think uh, I think he's almost at a point now where it's like could be we we could possibly be watching like the downfall of his career, or maybe we already are. I'm not sure, but. It's been a long time since he's won a major, and uh, I think he needs one. I think he needs one if he's going to stay relative. I mean, Rory is always an obvious choice. I think I was counting. This is his eighth attempt at the uh, at the Grand Slam uh, since his um, 2014 uh, uh, Open win. So starting 2015, this is his eighth attempt at the Grand Slam. Uh, he's had a couple years where he's in contention, the Patrick Reed year, most notably a couple years where he's backdooring top tens, which has been the most, his most popular path is, uh, I'm going to shoot 75 on day one and really just get out of it immediately. And then I'm going to three wheel it and I'm going to play well for three days. I, I think, uh, 2020 when DJ won, uh, the fall masters, I think, uh, Rory outplayed in the last three days, but he was so far behind day one that he, he couldn't make up ground. So Rory at this golf course is always something that you're going to have to think about. Um, on paper, it feels like he should be able to, to uh, you know, have one of those years where he puts well and actually hits some good irons and dominates. But is that going to be the year this year? We'll see. Johnny, who do you think? Well, uh, Rory is number one, but you made all good points about that. And, and that's exactly why I thought. Uh, that it would be him, but for, for the sake of picking somebody different, uh, it's Xander Shoffley. Um, you know, he, so far, I mean, I think we can, we can agree. And you especially Phil can agree that, uh, um, it's somewhat been an underachieving career based on the talent level and the hype that was, that's been around him, you know, really, really, really good player, but, you know, doesn't necessarily have the win equity to, to, uh, uh you know, to prove that good play and everything. So, you know, seems all of his, his buddies or his counterparts are, are winning major championships. And, and uh, I think he's going to have to get on the ball first of just winning, but he's got to win a major. And I think, uh, I, I really think that the masters is going to be a good one for him to, uh, if he ever breaks that seal and wins one that it's going to be, and I think it's got to happen soon. Yeah. Xander's a good one. Uh, I, I won't, say anything snarky about Xander to Zach, even though I could, I did swear off betting Xander like forever going forward. Then I realized I, I put a future on Xander from like last fall to win the Masters. So after this one, uh, that's, that's going to be the case for me. Uh, I I'm going Justin Thomas on this. Um, I really feel like, and I think we all are a fan of him here. I, I love watching him play golf, but uh, it's been now almost what, four and a half years since the 2017 PGA. Uh, we're talking about a guy that's got, I think, 14 or 15 wins. Uh, at some point, your resume has got to it's got to be equitable for wins and majors. And he's just it's very inequitable at this point. And, and the fact is, he just really hasn't contended at very many of these period. Uh, so whether or not he wins this one is, is one thing. I, I just want to see him come Sunday where you're talking about Justin Thomas on the back nine at the very least. I think his caliber of, of game is so much better than his major record has shown. And I think it's time for him to show up and I'm, I'm hoping it's this week. Um, 
with that said, guys, give me the one player. And I know we did this last year for the open and I, I bombed completely. And I said last year that the guy that would not win the open last summer was Colin Morikawa and he went out and won it. So you got to fly close to the sun on this answer, but, but hopefully not, not, you know, not pick the guy that's actually going to win. So who's, who's the one top contender that will not win this week, Tim? I don't know if he's a, a top contender or not just from how he's been playing as of late and, and some of the other things, but uh, I don't think Bryson has a shot to win. I would agree with that. Uh, he's out there with the dude. Perfect guys though. On over the weekends. Oh, that's all that matters. <laughs> it just becoming even more like less or even less unlikable. It feels like more unlikable. Or less unlikable, I'm sorry. Less? No, you said less. That no. <laughs> you know, I've been I've been sick, so you know, my brain's just not been it's not been functioning. He's just not likable, and this isn't helping the dude perfect thing for sure. Um, Zach, who's the name that's not, not gonna win? I don't think Scotty Shuffler is going to win this. Uh I think that uh just uh, he's good enough. Obviously, he's proven that he's having a fantastic year. But uh, I think that there are players that are just as talented as him that have a little bit more time, a little bit more experience there. And I really think at the Masters, for the most part, that really that's important, you know. Um, and and I love that everybody's down on Bryson. It's just like those are the times. And and I I'm not a Bryson fan at all, but. I do have money down on him this week. And those are the times that he wins when everybody's doubting him. I'd much rather nobody love him than everybody love him because he never does anything when everybody loves him. So. Yeah. Uh, Scheffler, I think is a good, a good pick. It's, it's hard to envision him winning four times and six starts and, and then topping it off with the masters as the number one player. It's just too much, uh, too good to be true. It feels like if that would be the case, Johnny, who's your pick? I'm going to pick, uh, pick Victor Hovland. Uh, I like him. I like him as a player. I think that short game, though, um, is too exposed. And you're going to miss greens. And I, I just don't feel comfortable with him, you know, on the weekend, um, you know, getting up and down for par a lot of the time. He, he'll probably make his fair share of, of birdies because that's just what Victor Hovland does. But you know, just the, uh, the, the short game is going to expose him. And as he, you know, he's going to have to get better in his career at, uh, at, at chipping and pitching the ball and, and bunker play and everything. But uh, that's going to play a major factor. I think this, uh, this Masters with it being um, windy on Friday and then kind of cooler and breezy over the weekend. So don't really love him. I'm going to fade him this week. As we've said before, if there's a tournament where the, a lot of guys are missing greens anyways, then Hovland's not the guy you want to try to get the ball up and down. It's hard to envision a path him winning this tournament versus maybe like the PGA or U.S. Open where, um, you know, he could truly just ball strike you to death. Um, it's We'll see, though. I mean, I, I think he had a good uh, a good amateur appearance here. I think he was a top am, but um, it would take a lot for him around the greens at least. I'm going to – I'm going to – take a risk here. I'm going to go Cam Smith is not going to win this masters. Um, he'll probably make every putt over the weekend from 10, 12 feet and just stick it to me. But I, I don't, I don't think that brand of golf is sustainable. What he did at the players. Uh, I I've not seen too many performances like that. I've seen it from Spieth, uh, you know, a couple times, but Spieth proved that that's those type of deals are, are a bit of a one-off. And if you're not, you're not hitting it as good, um, or as good as you came with your irons around here, it's usually you're, you're, you're not going to win. I, th I think the last seven years here, um, most of the winners have been in the top five in strokes gained approach for the week. Uh, so I, I think if, if Cam Smith was driving it like he did at the players, it's, it's hard to envision a path where he's going to win this tournament. So I'll take Cam Smith to not win. Uh, Guys, let's move on to the uh, the lines. And before we get to that, I want to talk about the, the golf course just a, a touch. Uh, there was some alterations on number 11. They've taken some some trees out on the right side of number 11. Um, there's I, I saw in the women's amateur on Saturday, which was uh, it's a really fun event to watch. Uh, there's just a couple lone trees on the right now. So there is some more room over there. 
Um, and then I think 15, there were some other, sort of some changes there as well. Um, they've lengthened number 11 as well. So, I mean, we're talking about a, a par four that's well over 500 yards. Um, so I was digging into some of the stats. I mean, it looks like to me, if you're not hitting your long irons well, uh, especially at Augusta with playing over 7,500 yards and what Johnny kind of alluded to earlier, if you're not getting the ball up and down when you're missing greens, you're, I don't, I don't think you can win this tournament this week. Um, what do you guys think about, about who's going to profile as far as, or what profiles well here? Um, and what are you looking at as far as when you're picking your guys that uh, when you're going to bet on them this week, Johnny? Well, I, I think as it's always kind of been, you, you could be a little bit erratic off the tee. So not really looking at you know, off the tee guys. I think it will be wet with the storms that they're going to be getting. So, so there is some, um, some length that's going to be needed. So like guys in the past who have won, like, uh, like Zach was saying, like a Zach Johnson or, or Danny Willett or, you know, Charles Schwartzel that don't really necessarily hit the ball very far. You're not really going to find those. So we want guys that are going to hit it well off the tee. Um, you know, a lot of it is, is the iron play. It's long iron play. It's mid irons. Um, you know, the par threes, you got to be real precise on, but really it's like you said, you've got to hit, uh, hit a lot of long irons into a lot of these par fours. So we're going to definitely want to look at that, but also the big one. And I'm sure I'll get, you know, the other guys will echo what I say is you've got to just look at course history. Um, this, this is a certain place and you've got to look at guys who just, you know, play well here. And a lot of times those guys will profile with the, the, the long hitters, long, good long iron players and the, the real good short games. Tim, what do you think? Who are you looking at when uh, making your bets this week? Well, like Johnny said, for the most part, for me, it was historical research and, uh, and just seeing how these guys performed. And there's a, quite a few guys that are, I guess, favorites to, to some point that don't have a lot of experience here. And there's part of me that wonders if that's a good thing. Um, they haven't, they haven't had all the heart heartbreaks that other players have had. And um, sometimes somebody who's got fresh eyes on a course they're not they're not scared of all the trouble they can get into because they haven't they haven't been in all that trouble historically. So um, I, I I still like a guy that can hit the ball, uh, hit the ball pretty deep. I, I think I don't think that's going to. It may not be a major issue, but I, I think hitting the ball solid off the tee, uh, picking your spots off the tee, it's, it's definitely going to make for easier approach shots. And I just think that's what. Most of golf is is about is that approach shot, getting yourself in position off the tee and then hitting the approach shot uh, somewhere that, you know, you can make a putt. So I didn't really have a, a huge formula in this. I've got a little bit of the new and a little bit of the old in my favorites, which for the most part, you guys have ripped apart in your favored not to win this event. So um, we'll see how that goes, I guess. <laughs> Zach, any, any final thoughts on that piece? Uh, I think that, uh, like everybody else is saying, really, this is a, this is a history tournament. This is one that, that we see people, you know, predominantly, if they're in the top 20, they're in the top 20 for the last five or so years, or at least sprinkled in throughout that. Um, I also think the guys that kind of can control their flight and work the ball both ways tend to do well here. I mean, Patrick Reed won. He does that. Um, Tiger does that. Bubba. So uh, with Johnny saying that it's going to be wet, distance is going to be key here. But, you know, being able to work the ball both ways, it's kind of always been a big thing here to put the ball in the right position on the greens. And then obviously somebody that can make putts. So kind of just echoing everything else everybody said. Yep. I, I'm a little interested in, in guys that can play tough conditions uh, well. Uh, if it gets windy on Friday and Saturday, it looks like it, like it could. Um, guys that can grind out a score, uh, pretty much your anti-Rory kind of guys, uh, guys that can uh, grind out pars. Uh, you know, when an informed Patrick Reed, uh, you know, when he won, um, you know, you kind of that's the kind of guy that I'm looking at. That that for at least you know when the when the players got really tough, those kind of guys that can really, like you mentioned, flight their ball. Um, 
you know, put it to 40 feet and lag putt it and, and, and get down and par. Um, so I, I, I'm interested to see if the, the tournament gets that way. I don't know how tough it will get Friday, Saturday. Um, it's supposed to be, like Johnny mentioned, a little wet early in the week. Um, let's talk about the odds. Uh, Rom is still the favorites at plus 900. He's been the favorites pretty much every tournament he's been in uh, for the last six to eight months. Um, hasn't won since the U.S. Open, though. Uh, Scott Scheffler at plus 1,200, number one player in the world. JT is down to plus 1,200. These are on DraftKings, uh, so numbers might be different elsewhere. Cam Smith at 14, DJ at 16, uh, Xander Hovland and Morikawa at 20, Rory at 20, Brooks at 20, Jordan Spieth at 22, Cantley at 25. Those are the guys that are under 30 to 1. Um, I've been feeling for the last couple of weeks, like it's a big, it's a big name. It's a star that's going to win this week. Someone that's going to add on to a major total for the most part. Uh, I is uh, uh, a guy that's already won a major is what I feel like this is going to go, but um, I'm interested to hear your guys' takes. Uh, Tim under 30 to one. Is there a guy that you like uh, uh, at a certain number or, um, uh, is there a guy that's uh, you like how they've been playing, progressing into this tournament that that you like that you're going to bet? Okay, <clears throat> all five of my my main picks this week. Two of them I've, I've I've bet about two months ago. Actually, it was after Scheffler won in Phoenix. Um, I, I put a bet on him, and I also put a bet on Hovland for the Masters. So those two guys are obviously. Um, under, under three, 3000, um, JT is another one that I really like. Uh, he may be my overall favorite, uh, for this event. Uh, but I, I, I really like Cam Smith. I know somebody said that he wasn't going to win for sure. Um, but I, I really like I, Cam Smith's had a pretty good history here too. Um, he's had mm -hmm. some good finishes. Uh, he's played well. I like I like his game right now. Um, yeah, for me, it's hard to pick too far away from one of these top guys, uh, especially someone like Scheffler, because at least of right now, we don't know uh, of anything that's a, a pure weakness in his game. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll come out this weekend and we'll find out what it is, but he's playing really consistently. I don't see any reason I'm, I'm on the Scheffler bus. Like I bet him back then I, I, I he won me money in Phoenix um, Smith won me money. So I do like JT and I do like Rory in that number. Um, all these guys are going to get, get some money from me. I just, I don't know how I'm going to distribute it quite yet, but, um, but out of that, uh, that range, those are five guys that are my favorites. <laughs> Three of the five are the ones that we said would not win. Uh, Yes. Hobble, I, I mean, <laughs> okay, let's be honest with the Hovland thing. Yeah, he, he has some issues with his short game. Um, and, and this might be the worst place on earth to have uh, issues with your short game if you're trying to get up and down. So, yeah, I mean, I, I put money on him and I, I, I still think I still think all five of these guys will be uh, up in the mix uh, come Saturday, Sunday. All right, Zach, what do you think? I like DJ a lot. Uh, he's been playing well, has a distance, has a demeanor, can play in bad weather. Um, obviously, I'm a Morikawa fan, so anytime that Morikawa is playing, I mean, I need him to win. He's got to win 10 majors to make me look smart. So yeah. that's uh, – and uh, I like Cantley as well. Uh, kind, of, kind of just a mockingbird here of other things that I've said in most tournaments when these guys are up here. I just like those three a lot. Um, I I can't – I want to say Xander just just to keep that going, but he's just proving me wrong early, in, early on in the season. So I would say those three are probably who I'm on right now. It's hard not in to that, like – In that area. It's hard not to like Morikawa at 20 to 1. Uh, his, his numbers slipped a little bit the last couple of weeks, but that's, that's great. I think for a, for, from a betting span, standpoint, and there's nothing, 
not to like about him, especially when you talk about the Masters being a second shot golf course. That's the guy you want hitting your second shot uh, right mm-hmm. now. Uh, Johnny, what do you think? I, 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 I can't imagine there's a couple of these guys that, that you like. I see, I see Spieth at plus 2,200. I can't think that you're going to target him with how he's uh, swinging the golf club these days. No, I, I want to so badly, but I can't bite at that number. <laughs> Um, he putted uh, really, really, really poorly last week, especially that Sunday and or actually that weekend in, uh, in San Antonio, which we didn't talk about, but hit the ball um, uh, amazingly well, which was kind of promising. So it kind of gives you the, those feels there. Now, I, I would probably look at him in maybe a top 10 or top 20 bet if I could get it at plus odds in the top 20, because I think he's going to make the cut. He's going to play well. It's got the course history here. The the names I'm, I'm looking at, you know, we want to talk about John Rahm. Haven't really mentioned it. He's not been putting as well as he did last summer. And, you know, hence when he last won, but he has not finished out of the top 10 in the last four years here when he hasn't been that good of a putter. So, you know, he's still hitting the ball pretty well. I just think this golf course fits him um, or fits his eye anyways. It doesn't really fit his fade because most guys you want here at Augusta are right-handers who hit a draw because most of the, the tee shots require a draw to get in the best position there. Um, so that's why some of these guys don't end up having the, that luck. But Rom seems to, to be able to do that just fine. Um, the other guy, uh, I, I like JT, but I don't know if I love the number. That's a, that's a pretty low number. I very well think he could win this week and I think he's one of the top probably top three on my board that could win um but the best value I see is Brooks Kepka. um again hits a fade plays well here probably could have won in 19 when Tiger won had he uh had he hit a better putt on 18 there and gotten in the playoff um he's putting the ball really really well he's making those those 8 10 12 foot birdie putts that doesn't normally typically make, and he's rolling them in with some confidence there. And I, I've texted you several times about, you know, have you had a future on him? I like how he's playing. I think that number's pretty good at 20 to one. And uh, um, he might be my best value in that top, uh, top portion of the board there. He's definitely trending too. I mean, he's been playing some really solid golf uh, the last couple of tournaments. Uh, he, he, Played well at the match play when he lost to DJ in the the quarterfinals. Uh, I yeah, you gotta like, and he's Brooks is healthy for the first time at the Masters in a couple of years. Uh, it's a good number, it really is. Uh, I was gonna ask if anyone was gonna mention Rom at plus nine hundred. Um, uh, you know, he'll be happy uh, because it's not a uh, piece of shit fucking setup. Uh, won't be a putting contest week. Um, <laughs> I've been, I've been reading all these things about how Rom is a real asshole um, telling fans to go fuck themselves after holes. Like he's, he's like, uh, he's kind of, I like, think he, I think he gets intense in there and he just did, did no filter. I kind of like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love JT. I just don't, I don't know if he's going to make the putts that he has to make. He hasn't been making them this year. Uh, he's you know i was talk, talking to johnny about this uh i before this started like last year where he couldn't make a putt you always sort of thought he was a really good putter and now is this just who he is where he's a guy that doesn't doesn't make the eight to ten footers uh that you need to make to win tournaments i still don't know if that's him i still think he's a guy that's got four or five majors in his career in him i think he's way overdue um, I've already, I already, I bet him a couple weeks ago, um, at plus 1400. So I, I still like JT this week. If I were to pick a second guy in this group, it would probably be Morikawa as well. Um, and for all the reasons that Zach said, um, I don't know how you could pick Spieth. He just doesn't pass the eye test. I, I can't, I can't watch him, uh, swing a golf club these days. I it's, it's so, it's so painful to watch. It's, I, it's, it's, it's like you're not even watching the same guy that you saw in 2021 that hit the ball so well. Um, and I know he, he had his best ball striking weeks to, or, or Sunday statistically that he's ever had in one, one round. But um, it, it's, it's hard to see Spieth uh, contending. Um, pretty good breakdown, though, of the top guys there. 
Um, past 30 to one. Uh, so 30, the 30 to 50 range, Zalatoris, the guy that was runner up last year, who's been close so many times uh, in the last few weeks, he's at 35. Hideki, the defending champ, seems injured. He's at 35. I don't know why this guy is priced this way. I, I really have no clue. Russell Henley's at 35 to one to win the Masters. Uh, Dana what? Berger, yeah, I just, I, I don't know if they were, they thought this was like the RSM classic, but um, it's hard to figure uh, ahead of guys like Daniel Berger, 40 to one, who's been playing pretty well. Bryson at 45, there's Tiger at 45, Ooze Tazen at 45 and uh, rounding out Sam Burns at 50. Uh, Tim, do you have any interest in anybody in, or any, anyone in this group uh, because of a number or because of how they've been playing? Well, if Tiger's a go, I'm, I'm going to put some money on Tiger. Um, the only other one that I have written down, and I have it indicated as a sleeper pick, uh, that would be Sam Burns. Um, I, I don't really know why. I guess just because of uh, how he's been playing lately. I don't, I don't break down this stuff as well as you guys do. The, coming into this uh, expert uh, field of, <laughs> of golf, <laughs> it's a it's, it's a real tough. expert it's an expert panel for sure it, um, it is tough but yes yeah. i i have burns is the only one and if tiger's in it then i'm i'm putting money on tiger zach do we have any idea why henley is is 15 points ahead of sam burns who just won in his last start no i i think my eyes are deceiving me uh i do not understand why i see this I didn't. I mean, I looked through this earlier and I must have just completely glazed over him because I think that would have shocked me, too. But are they like, is this somebody telling everybody bet on Russell Henley? You can win money at 35 to one right now. Bet him if he wins. This is going to be like a seminal moment in DraftKings where they had some type of Simpsons premonition. Yeah, they, um, they, they didn't want to get hurt by the by too big of a Henley number. So I probably yeah, got a 35. Yeah, exactly. I don't get it. Uh, but in this uh, in this range that we're talking about, really the only guy that I think has a chance to win is Bryson. And, and we've talked, I'm being contrary on that, and that's perfectly fine. I just think that mm-hmm. with his distance, uh, he absolutely can get hot at, at any point and win. So – I like him. Uh, Tiger, I, I do not – if Tiger plays, I do not hate the, the top 20 number at plus one, 150. Um, I don't think Tiger's going to win, but if Tiger wins, I mean, it's I'm not – it's not going to be the most shocking thing that I've ever seen in the world. Hogan came back, and I think in about the same amount of time, didn't he? You know, I mean, modern medicine is right. better than what it used to be. So it's It's more modern. It's more modern. Yeah, sure. Better, better <laughs> metallic rods to put in your legs than what they used to have. Yeah. But from that number, that's about it, okay. really, that, that I'm feeling. Uh, Johnny Burns? Well, I, first, for all the Henley fans that are, that are going to be watching this or listening to this, um, if you really think he's going to win, <laughs> you can get a 66 to 1 on BetMGM. So, you know, you might as well invest mm. your money a little bit better, a little more realistic. Um, yeah, I do like Sam Burns. Um, you know, he, good driver of the golf ball. He's long, uh, turned into a, a really fine iron player and, and, and he can roll the ball. Um, you know, I think the, if he takes that momentum that he had from, uh, um, from Valspar there and takes it into, uh, Augusta, you know, I, I, I think he can contend. I actually did bet him, um, this morning here, um, saw that he was that high. I thought he would be more in the, you know, 35 to one, 40 to one range. So to get him at 50 to one is, uh, is pretty good there. Also, um, you know, the, the guy I really like out of here is, is Will Zalatoris. Um, he showed me a lot at the, uh, at the match play there, um, making putts. Um, you know, he finished second in, in the event last year to Hideki. Um, you know, so I think, I think the game, the, the long game is there from what we saw at the match play. And then if he's got a, a decent putter to boot and he finished second last year and, you know, in theory, his putting is a little bit better. You know, maybe it's just something where he just gets the greens, you know, he, he took to him right away. And, and that's sometimes that's, that's all you need there. So, you know, I'll pro uh, I think I've already got him on my, my, my card there, but at 35 to one, that's, that's, that's pretty solid. 
Zalator's a runner-up as a rookie. Uh, remember, Spieth finished runner-up as a rookie, comes back his second year and and wins. Uh, who knows? That might be Zalator's path. It seems like his putting was way improved at the match play. He was rolling in 10, 12-footers. I would I would still avert your eyes if Zalatoris is in contention and he's got to make a four footer, uh, multiple four footers. It's it's like it's unlike anything, you know. Watch you watching anything else in golf. It's just it's like a train wreck right in front of you. Sometimes they go in, but sometimes they're just they're way off. Um, I love Burns again uh, to echo Tim and Johnny at fifty. Uh, he does everything uh, that this well that this golf course requires. He's long. He's his iron play is way improved, and he makes a lot of putts. Um, I actually, I actually love him as first round leader. He's a notoriously quick starter. Forty five to one to get him as first round leader. I really like that as well uh, to, for Burns to get up to a quick start. Uh, guys that are fifty five to one up to about eighty to one. Uh, Got some past winners here. Adam Scott's in this group. Bubba Watson, two-time winner. Uh, Sergio's here. Pat Reed's here, 80. Um, Corey Connors, he's up at the top there, 55 to 1. He's had a couple top 20s the last couple of years here. Shane Lowry, his strokes gained the last few events are as high as anyone. He's at 55 to 1. Zach, who's in this group that you like uh, from about 55 to 80? Everyone. I think this is, I, I really do. I think this is about the best, uh, the best odds money-wise that you can get for everybody. I mean, Lowry has been playing great. You're talking about a guy that can grind and play in terrible conditions. Uh, Finau is a guy who I like at 65 to one who has really actually been playing quietly well at the great tournament last week. Um, and he always seems to play good. Uh, I mean, his final round was good. You know, we want to talk about him and speed. Speed shot five under that last round. So he's kind of got a little bit of momentum coming in here. And I feel the same about Finau. I mean, I just wanted to – I mean, I think he finished like 36th at the Texas Open. I just don't know if that's well, great. Not really necessarily talking about finish. I'm talking about, you know, okay. the final round that just creates momentum. But – Right. You got a guy like Watson uh, and Garcia, and I like Reed at this number. I mean, Reed's a guy – these are guys at this number that, you know, for top 10, top 20, you can get pretty good uh, numbers there, not to mention the guys that, that you had already previously said from this, this number. I, I think this is the best quality group. Tim? Well, give me Bubba. I always want Bubba. Mm-hmm. No, I like I like Lowry too. I think Lowry in that group, uh, he's playing well right now. I think uh, I didn't really look at anybody in this group just because I I really believe this is going to come from somebody who's uh, you know in in that uh, plus uh, two thousand range. I believe it'll come from somebody who who's kind of expected to win. It'll be a battle of the, of the big boys out there. But I do like a, a couple people. Cause I like a dark horse. I always like to put a few bucks on some of these guys mm -hmm. that are, you know, in the six or 8,000 range because a $2 bet still pays out pretty good on that. So, um, but if I were going to pick, I, I, Bubba, he's, he's just Bubba, but Lowry's been playing pretty good. So I would take Lowry. Okay. Johnny, uh, Pat Reed, 8,000. This is Reed does this thing where he just comes out of nowhere after he's been, you know, off for six months a year, and then he's in contention. I mean, is there any path for, for Reed? And that's a great number on a past champion. I think he's so far off that, you know, you're right. He does. He, he, he seems to drop to, you know, plus 4,500, plus 4,000, you know, something like that. We always look, we're always like, wow, that's quite, quite the number there. I, I think he's pretty appropriately priced, you know? Yeah. He is past champion. Um, you know, he hits a draw, you know, can be a good putter, um, but there's just not been much form. I'm not, I, I don't, I think I'm going to keep him off my card. Um, but that is kind of tempting though. So I can see the, 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 you know, the allure of a, a uh, 80 to one there for past champion there. Um, I'm a, I, I picked him before 
and I, I'm not going to pick any of these guys to win because I think like, like uh, Tim said there, that we're coming from, you know, that 20 to 25 to one and better. That's going to end up winning this, but you could get such good value on a top 10, uh, top five, top 20, you know, something like that, whatever you feel comfortable with is um, it, Mark Leishman. Um, I've picked him before. He plays well here. Um, you know, when he gets going, he could put the ball well. Uh, he, he's the one that stuck out there at, at uh, plus 450 for our top 10 is, is really good. I'd love to pick Tony Finau because he plays well here. And, you know, like the thing with Bubba, you know, Bubba wins. He's, you know, he has these golf courses that he wins at all the time and only wins at. So, you know, kind of thing, thing with Finau is, you know, he just, he can just play this golf course so good. Um, I'll be looking at him that he might be the only one worth, worth a win bet there. Um, but the other guy, um, not as a win, but I like him for first round is Justin Rose. Um, I don't think he could play well enough for four rounds, but he has got a really good record on this golf course here. I think he, what, he probably could have won it twice. You know, I think Sergio beat him and I, I, there was another time that he contended. He was first round leader, what, two years ago, or was it the tiger one? that he was the first round leader there. So, I mean, he could get it going. I like him for whatever first round lead is. and That's got to be a pretty good number there. So uh, I'll have him there, but uh, decent names overall, but nothing I see as, as a legitimate shot to win. I, I bet a couple months ago, Adam Scott to win at uh, 7,500. He's down to 5,500. Some books have him at six. I, I still think there's a path where, He's actually been putting pretty well this year, um, and I, I think he plays this golf course really well. So I, I think there's some path where Scott could get a second green jacket. Um, Tim, to echo your your Bubba uh, your Bubba pick, uh, the last four years in ball striking, um, you know, basically driving and irons. He's only behind DJ Rahm and Thomas in that metric. The last four Masters, so even recent Masters, Bubba's been there. Um, as far as hitting the ball well. Uh, but I like Scott uh, to, to maybe top 10, uh, maybe contend. I think you guys' Lowry play is on point. Um, and I, that's probably all I'm going uh, to mess with in that range. I think there's certain years where Rose or Sergio will show up. Um, it could be one of them that, that you'll see them on the weekend. It's hard to say if it'll be this one. Uh, usually the hundred to one range for us is, is some of the main talking points, especially in bad fields like last week where we can go on and on about guys that are 150 to one, but there's just not as much value in the masters. The, the field is littered with past champions that don't have much of a chance to win, but there are some guys here that are hundred to one and higher, maybe a top 10, top 20 that, uh, offer something, um, guy like Taylor Gooch who has played really well for a couple months. He's down here 130 to one to win plus 800 for a top 10. Um, anybody you looked at down there, Zach, that, that you like in any, any type of market? Yeah. I like Webb Simpson. Uh, I will probably honestly put a win bet on Webb Simpson, a small one. I mean, at, at 130 to one, uh, I like his uh, plus 800 number. Uh, for top 10 and I think top 20 numbers but plus 275 and I think you're getting plus 130 even for top 30 so uh, for a guy that uh, I think a plus 130 bet for top 30 for a guy that historically tends to be in the top 20 here is is a fairly good bet uh, Cam Champ tends to play quite well here uh, and it, it at 180 to one I don't think he's going to win but I mean he's got top 20 at plus 400. So I think that's good. And Zach Johnson has been playing well the last couple of weeks. And again, I, not a guy that, that necessarily is going to be super popular, but you can get him top 30 at plus 350. And I don't think that's terrible odds. So uh, those are some guys down there in that range that I'm looking at. Tim, any, anything past hundred to one for you? No, but I do like that Webb Simpson. I think uh, I think he's got a shot at the top twenty, uh, maybe top ten. Uh, I don't know about. I guess anything's possible, and he's got the kind of game that that he could he could be in contention on the weekend. So, uh, but I like Webb Simpson down there. Webb's actually got a great record, top twenty the last 
top 20 the last four years here. Uh, he's got a fifth place uh, in the Tiger Tiger year that he won. Uh, so that's a good call with Webb. I, he's, I know he had an injury. I think he's still working his way back. Uh, Johnny, what about you? Thomas Peters down there, 130 to one. He's always got the potential to, to pop Cam Young, 130 to one. I, you know, I was, I wanted to be big on Cam Young, um, didn't really play well at the, uh, at the match play. So kind of softened on that, but I think he's got the, he's got a good game for this one. So it'll be a master's rookie. I, I think, uh, he could be one of the guys that could surprise, um, I, you know, they're, they're, that's a pretty good number there. And, you know, you could also look at a first round lead bet on him. Cause that'll have some good value there. I hate to say this name and I always have somebody like that is, but nah, is starting to play a little bit better. Um, top 15 finishes in his last two masters. I'm um, starting to start to make putts. He was, uh, he played actually hit the ball and putted the ball really well at the, at the match play. Um, you know, one of those things that I think just the numbers good, um, even though I don't want to have to root for Kevin Na um, on that, but uh, um, don't really love anybody else that's, that's this far down the list. I mean, you know, you could look at the, the past champions that they might be able to sneak through and get a top 20 or top 30, but, uh, you know, I think uh, just I just there's nothing that really jumps out as far as, especially based on recent form. I think I'll, I'll, I'll take a dip on, on Peters at 130 to one. And uh, I'll also uh, look at my, my other brother, Luke list for top 10 at plus 1000 because he is in Augusta. He lives in Augusta and he last played this tournament in 2005 as an amateur. Uh, So it's a pretty incredible story that he's back. And I think we all know how good he can hit the ball. So I I could see a path where he, uh, his putter doesn't kill him totally. And ball striking wise, he's top 10 in this field. Um, Past that, then you got, you got your, uh, you got your Stu Sinks and Danny Willits and guys of that nature that um, I don't think we're definitely uh, necessarily expecting a lot from this week. Uh, any final thoughts on the Masters or any other players, Tim? No, I just I, I'm ready. I'm ready for this thing to start. Uh, it's it's been a lot of talk this year, so uh, the sooner the better. Uh, I'm sure this week will drag on until Thursday, and then trying to find a way to watch it while I'm working, it's always a struggle. But I always seem to manage. Uh, Thursday and Friday, squeezing some time in, at least keeping an eye on the, the leaderboard. I really like to bet the most on Fridays, um, especially towards the end of the round doing live bets. So I may hold off on some of my bets uh, until then. I did see that. Uh, I don't know if everyone got that offer or not, but FanDuel was offering the $25, up to $25 forgiveness bet. And I thought that was mm-hmm. uh, that was something the top 10. Could- if they finish in the top 10, I think it's something mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to get in on, but uh, it, yeah. it's a, it's a good promotion for people if they want to bet, especially if they're betting for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I was glad to see that they offered that. Um, I'm a customer at Caesars. They have, they have some sort of uh, a promo as well. Uh, I, I'd like if DraftKings offered something, I, I saw that they were offering a boost um, of some type, um, but uh, Zach, what else? What's your final thoughts uh, on on the week? Uh, I just the three names that nobody mentioned that I cannot believe that they have the number they are all power players: Woodland, Kokrak, and Wolf. How far has Wolf fallen? Where he's at one hundred and eighty to one, and nobody is talking about him. Yeah. Uh, and Kokrak kind of has a game that that could do something. Not that I think he will, but and Woodland played well last week. And then my final thought is uh, after 11 prior attempts, a team has finally beat Gino Oriama in the Women's National Championship game. So now we cannot say that Connecticut is 11-0 in the championship games, and that makes me happy. That's true. Uh, yeah, man, South Carolina women, they can, they can rebound with uh, anyone. Pretty impressive last night. Mm-hmm. Johnny, final thought? Um, Look, 
look at live betting this thing. This this is a uh, um, you know maybe we'll post or you'll post some picks you know after Friday. Um, look at and see where the draw is, and um, you know there it'll get volatile, but you know it, the Sunday's always a crazy day. So if you see a guy that's you know two or three shots back four shots back, something like that. Don't be afraid to throw a little bit on him if he's got a really good number because, I mean, it's generally in most golf tournaments, but especially a one like this where you can you can shoot 30 or 31, you know, five or six under par on the back nine is to look at those guys um, that are, that are you know, several shots back there. And, you know, we've seen plenty of times where there's been a 66, a 65, you know, something like that on Sundays and these guys have climbed up the leaderboard there. So a lot of opportunity for live betting. It is, I, I like I said, this, like we've said, this is the best, I think this is the best event of the year. It's one of the best events in all of sports. It is um, on just a phenomenal golf course. And hopefully if you haven't really watched much of it, which I have a hard time imagining people who, watch this podcast don't you know have it but uh enjoy it because we only get it once a year and and uh i cannot wait until thursday when it starts my final thought hey, is oh yes tim real quick um well you can you can have your final thought i guess but uh <laughs> i'm curious what you guys think the uh the winning score is going to be mm. I would guess with the weather somewhere like 11 or 12. I, I guess 13. I'll take 15. Okay. My final thought was going to be with it, it. Watch, watch the weather forecast with if, if the winds blow in like, like that we saw with the players, how the, the draw was so critical to that tournament um, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's going to be anywhere like that, but even, even a, 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 a day where it's one-sided with one, uh, one half of the draw, if they get a good draw, look at the guys that are going out that uh, with that side of the draw. Um, you pay, you have an, a, a nice anticipation that someone's going to move up the board, look at their number to start the day, um, because it could be the, the leaderboard could look way different uh, on a day like that. Um, so should be a great week, though. Can't wait. Uh, appreciate all three of you taking time out to discuss it and uh, look forward to talking to you guys throughout the week. Thanks, Phil. Good hanging Thanks, out. sir. All right, guys. We'll have our picks up on Wednesday, so check that out. Thanks for listening or watching, as always, and we'll catch you next time.